0: The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited! Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, and social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton.
1: Well, hello and welcome to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. We come to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. in beautiful Southern California. I love it out here, always enjoyed California. But this show goes out around the world to 170 countries. It is absolutely my life stream, my passion to provide free, in depth human trafficking training everywhere I can throughout the world, and that is the purpose of this show. So I hope that you will share this show. You can forward it. You can forward the archived shows so other people can listen. You can actually get an embed code and put this show where it's posted each week right on your own web page. We don't care. We don't charge for it. It's absolutely free, and it's not all that difficult. We'll help you do it. Uh, We do that because this is a world-changing event that is taking place in our lifetime. I often talk about how great it is to be alive in this particular time of society. And I believe that with all my heart. I do. You know, if if uh, if we ever was a exciting time to live it is right now and I'm grateful to be a part of that because the entire world is being connected by internet and so people can reach us and we can reach people that you never would have ever had a possibility before for those of you who are like me that have a strong faith and quite frankly you can't do this work if you don't have a strong faith in God. But one of the things that's happening is we're all being connected. I find that kind of amusing in a way it reminds me of the tower of babel in in the uh, Bible where all the people came together and it was not good folks. <laughs> And so God did something about it. Well, this is the first time since the Tower of Babel that we're allowed to come together. And I believe it is one of the greatest opportunities of all time. And that part really excites me when I think about it. You know, our kids will have access to more knowledge you know, just sitting here in my research, and I do a massive amount of research, it is amazing the amount of information available to me if I will take the time to cull through it and decide what's important. Now, it is very difficult because there's a lot of information out there that's not necessarily accurate or true. And so we do need to teach our kids about truth and, and like that, but we also need to understand that it is a tremendous opportunity but a tremendous responsibility. Well, this show is going to be all about cyber currency and money laundering. I have not forgot. It sounds like I'm off on a tangent, but I just really wanted to share that with you. You can call into this show. Now, most of the people who hear this show hear it on the archived versions. By the way, we have all the archived versions at our website, which is exploitedcrimes.com. We have millionkids.org, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org, but we also also have ExploitedCrimes.com. If you go to Exploited Crimes and you just go up to listen, you will see over 40 hours of variety of shows that are out there that we made, uh, just like we're making this one today, that are archived. And you can put that on an iPad, an iPod. You can download it. You can share it with friends. You can do whatever you want to to train yourself on the various subjects. Today I want to talk about money laundering. Now this is a uh, this is an extension of the show that I did last week, and uh, it is also very similar to a show that I did here locally. As some of you may know, I am on AM five ninety, The Answer. They teach me to say that, the answer. (laughs) Anyway, AM 590 here in Southern California every Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock. And tomorrow, now this is Thursday, so day after tomorrow, we are going to be talking about this very same subject. And from that standpoint, I am hitting it hard and heavy about the amount of money that takes place in forced prostitution, and sex extortion, and in child pornography and I want to cover some of that again today. Now this show is going to get a little technical uh, for you. I'll try not to keep it too bad but if you want to call in you can at 1-866-472-5788 That's 1-866-472-5788 You can also email me at opal at me and kids and I'll tell you I really really value those emails I get them, I we had a referral uh, this week, and uh, I was just so grateful for that young lady, Stephanie Kenya, for writing us a just a great referral on our show. Thank you, Stephanie. She is from, I believe, Minnesota on here, Plymouth, Minnesota, and I really, really appreciate her, her referral on this because... I think it's very, very important that we share these shows with everyone that we can. What I wanted to talk about is the vast amount of money. Now, last week we talked about the Hawala method of moving money. And the case that I referred to there was a a group of Thai prostitution rings. Uh, These were girls brought in from Thailand. Now, usually they're brought in on a student visa or a work visa and they think they're going to be nannies. These girls, real they were going to be into prostitution, but they had no idea what they were getting into. Uh, They were literally transported all around. They uh, were forced to pay for their drivers. They were forced to pay for their own motel rooms. Uh, They literally were in what we call debt bondage. Some of them had to undergo plastic surgery, but they literally created tens of millions of dollars. And this is what I want to look at this week is how does this money move and what happens when, let's say, you as a sex buyer, and I'm assuming if you're listening to this show, you're probably not a sex buyer, but you know men, especially in your lives, and give them the benefit of the doubt. Just flat tell them you're you're assuming they're never going to be a commercial sex buyer, but they have brothers, okay, They need to know when they go to one of those illicit massage parlors and they're paying for this sex that that money is tens of millions of dollars is going back to Thailand. And they are embellishing a Thai cartel. And so they're exposing themselves and their family to Asian cartels and their money for their pleasure, is going overseas. In this case, what they did is they literally got the victims themselves to take it. And also family members is hand-carried, it is smuggled, and some of it wired wire-transferred. Now, the other one that we looked at in the last couple of, in last week, first of all, we looked at one that was a Chinese ring that did what we call funneling. And this is where uh, what they do is set up fake accounts. They, they use multiple players to set up many fake accounts. This took place, there were uh, Chinese girls that were put into massage parlors and put out on Backpage up in Camarilla and Ventura, which is in Southern California. And it covered all of Southern California This one was truly organized crime. It operated out of a call center. In other words, when you called in to make a date, you got the girl, but it was not the girl you were going to have time with. This is a call center who was qualifying you. They had eight different banks, and they had over 50 different bank accounts, and they had $1.8 million in real estate. I point that out because I want you to look at the money Follow the trail of money this week. We, we, you know, the, the, the sex, the abuse, all of that, certainly we are, it's, ab- it's abhorrent, okay? There's uh, there's no other word for it. However, what we do know is it generated huge amounts of money, and money in this case went back to China or was invested in real estate. I share that with you because if you're a real estate person and all of a sudden you have somebody out there buying and selling real estate and they don't seem to care what they pay for it or what they sell it for and they're turning it over, you ought to think about it. I know you're getting a commission, but... You know, they buy that real estate from somebody. At the same time, this last week, we looked at just a general gang. In this case, it was the dog pound gang up in Fresno. And they had millions and millions of dollars that they were turning. On average, 30,000 pounds a week, $30,000 a week. They had a Bentley, a boat, and a Range Rover. Here's my point. This is not a victimless crime. And this is not... You know, two people in consenting relationships. This is somebody who is being highly abused, and the amount of money is staggering. And that's what I want you to understand about this. Well, as I've started to look at this, I started to look at how this is going to change because I believe the world is moving into cyber sex on demand. I believe that you are about to see CAMING, C-A-M-I-N-G, cyber sex on demand, interactive pornography, and that it will be billions and billions of dollars. In fact, it might be the biggest business of all time. It might be. Uh, I don't know. But I want to show you, we're coming up against a break here, but I want to show you How all of this is going to take place and how this works in cryptocurrency. And that is cyber currency. Uh, Cyber currency like Bitcoin is one. Litecoin is another. Ether is another. And in the next section, we're going to get into kind of the technical aspects of that. Because I want you to understand how our world is about to change and how our kids can fall prey to that. We have to understand this is not a victimless crime. This is not a one-off. This isn't something that happens only for a couple of people. This is billions and billions of dollars that is affecting our society. We're up against a hard break, folks. Stay with us. We're going to be right back.
0: you count tune into Revolutionary radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who like you are changing our world from the inside out follow the movement meet guests who are shaking things up call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice large or small your part counts so join us Co hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to Exploited.
1: Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Today we are talking about money laundering, and this will probably be the most technical show I've ever put on. So I'll try to be really, really kind. So we've talked about Hawala money. That is that is basically just family members carrying it back home. Funnel accounts, that is where... You create fake accounts. You get a lot of fanny, family to do it, maybe sham marriages. And so people are sending it through accounts. You have wire transfer. That's Western Union kind of thing uh, that's been going on for a long time. That is absolutely huge in smuggling. And if you don't know, there is a difference between smuggling and, and um trafficking, smuggling, basically you're paying to be moved, for instance, into the United States, uh, you pay your coyote. The average person pays about $5,000, although I have been talking to some people of late that have told me that it's gone up to eight and $10,000. And uh, that tells us that the change of the policy is working here in the United States. But you know, I have an article here that was put out by Homeland Security that they believe nearly a million people were brought in in 2016 that they caught, that they know of, came in uh without documentation. Now the previous administration under Obama allowed them in if they were to if they're under 18, and they believe about a million people came in that they know of. They believe it's very possible another eight hundred thousand came in illegally that were not documented. But that to me is a wild guess, a swag, as they say. Anyway, uh, but let's say a million came in and each of them paid five thousand dollars. That is $5 billion going to the coyotes and the cartels. And so what I want you to understand is the power of that money. If you have cartels that are getting $5 billion in one year, let's say it's half of that. Let's say it's only $2 billion in one year, and we're not increasing the amount that we're spending on law enforcement to go after them. How do you ever fix that problem? And it's a fascinating thing to me that perfectly intelligent people, well, most of the people in Washington are intelligent, but <laughs> we won't say all of them are, okay? But how can you not look at that imbalance of power and realize what is happening to our country and our crime-fighting? If the bad guy gets $5 billion or 2000000000 billion, we're not we're not putting that same level of money into stopping it. And so whats what I'm concerned about here is because this is not a victimless crime. People are being exploited. And if we don't put the money in to get the bad guy, how are we ever going to change this? So that's how cash moves, okay? So I've been... Really understanding uh, on technology. One of the things that's driving this conversation for me is the amount of technology that is quietly changing before our eyes. And I don't hear anybody talk about it except maybe myself. Um, And so, but I, I do believe it's a problem. One of the things that I started to notice is all the big apps like Instagram, Messenger, Snapchat, all the big apps are starting to create money movement. Uh, capability, for lack of a better term. Let's try that. And so what is happening here, I have a headline in front of me, Facebook Messenger partners with Western Union, MasterCard, digital wallet, and international money transfer. So what they're telling you is when you send a photo or you send a message out on Facebook Messenger, you can use their money transfer system to transfer money without ever leaving the app. Now I remember reading that the first time, and I thought, hmm, you know, who's doing that? Why would they do that? And uh, then this two weeks ago, they came out with Snap Cash. Okay, you may have remembered all the hubbub about Snap Map on there. They were talking about that you don't have to, but you're you can opt in so that if you send a photo on Snapcash, or excuse me, Snapchat, that um, they can identify where you're at. Well, at the same time, nobody was talking about it except me, it seems like, but SnapCash came out at the same time. It says now you can add a debit card, type a dollar mat into Snapchat's text chat feature, hit the green pay button to instantly send a friend money. And in fact, in the promotion, it said very, in the the print down below, it said, now you can monetize your selfies. And that got my attention. Why are we monetizing selfies? What selfie is so good that people are willing to pay to see it? Well, I don't suspect that it's a regular selfie, okay? <laughs> I suspect that the only reason you're going to monetize a selfie is if there's something in there people are willing to pay for. So, for some time now I've been very concerned about Bitcoin and cyber currency. And I you know I hesitate to get too deep into this because it's a radio show and I can't like draw things out for you but I want to talk about Bitcoin because I believe this will drive the future of child pornography the future of, of social media exploitation the future of sextortion the future of uh gaming exploitation and so I think it's important and I know that if you're following this show you're intelligent anyway and so I'm going to kind of go for it so bear with me a little bit as we take a a quick ride into this. So I want to talk about Bitcoin, B-I-T-C-O-I-N if you don't know. Now Bitcoin's been around since 2009 so it's not new, that's what uh, almost 10 years, 8 years. And it's a, what we call a cryptocurrency or a cyber currency. And uh, I have a lot of documentation on it. But basically, there are well over 600 different cyber currencies or cryptocurrencies. Uh, Bitcoin is the biggest one. And uh, basically, to help you understand how a Bitcoin works, what I'd like to do is help you understand that you don't really have a coin. Now, that isn't totally true because uh, right now in Seattle, they're setting up Bitcoin ATM machines. So you will get a cash transaction through an ATM machine, but it isn't a coin like a quarter or a half dollar or dime or something like that. So, what it is, is a cyber transaction. And there's actually something called Bitcoin mining. So I want to read you a few things here in some articles that I put together. Like any assets, they can serve as a means of exchange using the anti-money laundering and anti-terrorist finance regulation that's in place globally. Globally, there's a thing called the Financial Action Task Force. That's F-A-T-F, like Task Force, Financial Action Task Force. So these people still have to comply with the regulations of the Financial um, Action Task Force. So it isn't totally the Wild Wild West, but it's darn near. Now, besides Bitcoin, there's other coins that have been created. One of them was the Ether coin. And one of the things that Susie, our, our media marketing director, now she knows about my research she sent me, that Ethercoin had a huge breach this week. They were getting ready to go public like Bitcoin. And they actually got hacked and are missing about $31 million in their Ether coin. So this is a little bit like the Wild Wild West. There's no such thing as the FDIC and Bitcoin per se, whereas if you lose your money, somebody's going to stand behind it. A Bitcoin, in essence, is a computer transaction. In other words, let's say your child plays World of Warcraft, and they say, Dad, can I have your credit card? I would say no, but... <laughs> But I'm not their dad, okay? So, anyway, Dad, can I have your credit card? Okay, so they charge the credit card, and they buy, let's say, they buy $100 worth of Bitcoin. And so, in essence, what they've done is they've received a credit. They've done a debit to the MasterCard. They received a credit on their Bitcoin account within their World of Warcraft game. And then they want to buy something. Usually what they're buying in these games, and this is very important that you follow along with me on this. What they're buying in these games are, in essence, artwork or air. Nothing is being delivered in, in these cases. In other words, what is happening is they get their kid a avatar. And the avatar, okay, they start out and they might have 20 points. Nobody wants to play a video game with a kid that only has 20 points. And so what's going to happen is he needs to buy his avatar some equipment so he can get his points up because, let's face it, he's not all that good yet. So what is going on here is he charges his Bitcoin account and he buys a tattoo. Now, keep in mind, nothing really got delivered but a little bit of artwork. So And anybody can deliver artwork. So, as he's doing this, what is happening is that he has debited his Bitcoin account, some artwork was delivered, and somewhere the owner of that app received a credit. Now, a Bitcoin is what we call anonymous and non-traceable. In other words, all it is is a series of computer transactions Usually a Bitcoin, and they're not all the same, but let me give you an example that there's 2,400 transactions within one Bitcoin. What will happen is they debit, they, they, de- uh, they spend the money, so that debits their account, and so they start with blockchain number one, and they show that he took out $5, okay, okay? then blockchain number two is alerted that blockchain number one took out $5. Blockchain number three is alerted that blockchain number two took out $5. But blockchain number three does not know who blockchain number one is. Blockchain number four takes out the $5, but they don't know who blockchain number two is. Blockchain number five takes out $5. They don't know who blockchain number three is. So it's a Split second series of computer transactions, and at the end, you end up with a credit, with a debit, excuse me. And that owner of the app then receives that money. I know this is complex. I know this is difficult, but stay with me. So what happens here is those computer transactions are totally anonymous, and they're not really traceable. And so this makes it difficult for law enforcement, and it makes it difficult for us with our kids. It also is a means of moving a vast amount of money. And I really want to get into this in the next section as we talk about child pornography and gaming and social media exploitation. We're up against a hard break here, folks, so we ask you to stay with us as we go through this. My name is Opal Singleton. The name of the show is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. You can follow all these archive shows at exploitedcrimes.com. You can write to me at opal at meandkids.org. I want you to follow us on Facebook, if you will. Just go to Facebook, find Me and Kids, and you will see these articles and hundreds more right there on Me and Kids at Facebook. We're up against a break, so stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: educators civic leaders and first responders about how predators use social media apps chat rooms video games and the dark web to access groom recruit and exploit young people it is truly a must read for every parent grandparent and teacher in america Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life.
2: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: well, hello, and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We are in a deep, deep conversation today about Bitcoin and Litecoin and other kinds of cryptocurrency, including Ether. And uh, this is the most technical show I've ever done. And uh, Aaron, my producer, was warning me here that I'm kind of going away on you. If I am, forgive me, but I have mounds and mounds of research on this, and I'm sorting through. I'm wanting to share with you. I'll try to keep this as high level as I can and not get in the weeds too much of this. But I want you to understand what is taking place because we truly is, is kind of like trying to explain to people who have been going around in covered wagons that we're about to get cars and they're going to have six different levels of gear shifts on them and they're going to go 90 miles an hour. We're really in that kind of cryptocurrency kind of transition, if you will. Our lives are changing right before us, and everything in us says, oh, my God, this is just too difficult. I can't take this. But we have to change, people. We have to get involved. It is our kids' future at stake. We have to understand how the bad guy is going to use cyber currency to exploit our kids. Cyber currency isn't bad. Technology isn't bad. But just like everything else, just like cars, just like drugs, just like, well, I don't know about drugs, but just about guns and alcohol, it can have a good effect, it can have a bad effect. We have to decide how to educate our children and ourselves to keep our kids safe. So we are talking about cryptocurrency or cyber currency, and I just really wanted you to understand the technology behind it. In essence, what you have is a Debit credit system, if you will. When you have a US dollar, we have gold behind it. Now, we may not have as much gold as we once had because we're trillions of dollars in debt. And, you know, and much of our paper now doesn't have as much gold as it once did. But we have gold behind our US currency. When you get a Bitcoin or an Ether coin or a Litecoin, Those are cryptocurrency that are nothing more than an electronic transaction. Somebody makes a debit, uh, they put money against a credit card on one end, they receive credit for that money, they debit the credit card, they receive that credit, they spend that cyber currency, let's say on online gaming, and then it comes out on the other end. So... The reason why it's difficult is because it's anonymous and non-traceable. This is why it was so difficult when... You know, a lot of people got together and tried to put Backpage out of business, and I understand why you're doing it. This is not a discussion about Backpage, but what they did is take away the master charge Visa capability, believing they were going to put them out of business. They're not. That's archaic thinking. All they did is go to Bitcoins. Bitcoins are much harder to trace, just as I said in the last uh, discussion. All bitcoins are is a blockchain reaction of debits and credits. Now, I guess a lot more sophisticated than that, but I don't want to bog you down with a lot of technology here. And my point is that you cannot tell where it went through. Now, you know, law enforcement is certainly investing in uh, different kinds of technology to overcome that. But what happened there? That made it so that we can't track the money on a back-page transaction. In the past, what happened is a girl or a pimp... Would get out there and they would buy an ad, and we could serve a search warrant and say, Okay, what master charge did they use? And we had evidence in court. But we don't have that evidence anymore because when they took away their master charge Visa capability, believing they were going to put them out of business, they went to Bitcoin. And now we don't know who actually made that transaction. Now, I'm going to tell you if your child plays video games, ask them if they've gone to using Litecoin coin yet L I T E Litecoin because you're about to see that they're moving from Bitcoin to Litecoin. Litecoin is in essence the difference between MasterCharge and and American Express uh, as an analogy. Okay. Uh, if you if you charge if you're a if you're a retailer and you're carrying MasterCard, let's say they're charging you 1.4% to handle that money. You pay a merchant Fee, a transaction fee. If you take American Express it's more like 3 to 4% and that's the reason why so many organizations now do not carry American Express. You know, American Express is in a different market. They're wanting high-end purchases, big dollar purchases and they're going to charge you more for it. And you're going to have less transactions but they're going to make more because The dollar amounts more. Well, basically, that's what's happening with Litecoin. If you carry Bitcoin, you're going to pay a big transaction fee. If you carry Litecoin, it's going to be less transaction. And so many people are now using Bitcoin that they're now able to offer Litecoin. So I'm looking here. It says uh, this is Wikipedia, and they know everything, right? (laughs) They're not always right, but I suspect this is right. As of February 2015, over 100,000 merchants and vendors accept Bitcoin as payment. Now, keep in mind that's over two years ago, so it has accelerated dramatically since then. They're saying, according to a research uh, study produced by Cambridge University in 2017, so this is more current, there are 2.9 to 5.8 million unique users using cryptocurrency wallets. Most of them are using Bitcoin. So a wallet is where you store your credit when you buy this. And then what happens there is that they have intermediaries called miners. And so you get your your debit, your credit, they process it, and they move it along. So I'm not going to go much further into this, but I do want you to know that that Bitcoin is a way of the future for cyber transactions and not just Bitcoin. Now, Bitcoin has a limited number of uh, coins in, in uh in circulation, okay? They did that because they wanted to monitor how much uh, a Bitcoin can be worth. In other words, if they just made endless supplies, they were not going to be worth much. And so they agreed to 21 million. And so it wouldn't surprise me if that isn't why they're also starting to come out with Litecoin. Well, why do I put you through this kind of misery to understand all about Bitcoin? Because I'm disturbed as I see all of these apps that are now coming and going, such as your Messenger app, your Snapchat app, your Facebook money manager, all of these people now are providing ways to move cyber currency. And it's just kind of taking place below the surface. Most of us are not even aware that it's happening. Only, you know, kind of freaks like myself that that monitor this. Uh, really have an understanding of where this is going. But I bring this to you because you're starting to see more and more things taking place here under Bitcoin. Now, this is an old article. I, I, I find this interesting. It's 2013. So it's four years old, and it's in the UK. By the way, shout out to all the people who listen to this show in the UK and Europe uh, uh, UK uh, Spain is a big one over there the Netherlands a big one the UK is a big one I appreciate all of you listening and you know Bitcoin is starting to be accepted all around the world, uh, maybe even before it was accepted here in the United States because we have the Federal Reserve and gold behind our money. But, for instance, Greece, as we know, is struggling. Venezuela has just gone to Bitcoin. So you're about to see this in a big way. One of the things that is taking place in this uh, article, and again, is four years old, Is Bitcoin brothels are here in Birmingham, UK. Based, a Birmingham, UK based escort agency, Passion VIP, now accepts Bitcoin. So, they're talking about how it's taking place in the second most populous city up there. A lot of people who have bitcoins and no way to really enjoy spending them seem to enjoy the fact that they can now spend it on prostitution. So, what is happening is that you call ahead, you make your date, you set up your time, Uh, they verify your payment, kind of like PayPal, and then, you know, you have your credit going on, and they have a, an actual QR code, a scannable QR code, so that you can check your Bitcoin account right on there. And so, therefore, nobody has to worry about payment, and they can just do the process there. However, you know, it's very disturbing when I think about this, Where I think about it for the victim, You know, in many cases, you know, what happens is this victim is being victimized over and over and over, and she never gets any of the interaction, never understands the financial exchange that is taking place. And they have different rates that they're offering. We're starting to see this in many different forms. We're seeing it for CAMI. And this is really where my heart is because I believe the entire world is about to see a major epidemic of cyber sex on demand. And I believe that it will change the world because what will happen here is that you can literally sit in the easy chair in your living room in Milwaukee and order up a young girl over in the Philippines to be molested. They speak English. They have high speed Internet. And they're very poor. And families are selling their children in a big way. Do you know that live streaming of child pornography, child exploitation, is literally a billion dollar business in the Philippines? You can pay with your Bitcoin the same as if you're in a World of Warcraft account. In fact. They probably are taking place in many of these gaming accounts. It is very difficult for law enforcement to hear chat rooms in video gaming. And now we've added live streaming and we've had a, added a way for that pedophile to pay in an untraceable way on a Bitcoin Our life is getting very complicated, and this is about to be a worldwide explosion. This is Opal Singleton. Stay with us. We're against a break. We'll be right back.
2: stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspiring really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com
0: Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton.
1: Hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about money laundering. We've been talking about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. We talked a little bit about the Ether coin, which just got hacked this week, and uh, they lost millions of dollars. But I want you to understand the way of the future. And this is a little more complicated, so I'm asking you to be tough and hang with me because we must stop and take a look at this and really get into it. So I was talking about cyber sex on demand. What I believe is about to happen is that you're literally going to see cartels maximize this. You know, right now you have a gang like the Dog Pound Gang that literally was raking in millions. You had this Thai massage parlor that was raking in tens of millions. But when you start to look at what is happening in cyber sex on demand, it boggles the mind. Because literally, as the entire world is connected by Internet, you can have pedophiles all over the world sitting in the comfort of their own chair. More importantly, they are starting to find each other in child pornography rings. And I've done whole shows on that. You may want to go back and look at some of the archive shows on child pornography. It is the whole psychological this time we're talking about money, but the psychological processes, they find company with each other and they start to build these rings of literally thousands of people in them. I look at this situation here in the Philippines. What they're doing is they don't have to move a girl out into a brothel. You don't have to move a girl here in the States out to a motel where we can do reverse stings. You know, you don't have to risk STDs. What you do, you don't even really need Backpage, which is one reason why I think Backpage is about to go the way of the dinosaur. They'll use Backpage to meet up with somebody, but they will set up their own account. Facebook has a legitimate site in the dark web. They simply will set up their own Facebook site in the dark web using their Bitcoin account. They will hook up with this guy. They will exchange the contact information And from there on out, this guy just simply calls her up every day on his cell phone. He pulls off the side of the road. He has a little interactive sex. And our society is going to say, hey, this is sex between two consenting adults. And I am going to say, are you kidding me? One of them is locked in a warehouse. But I want you to look at the amount of money a cartel cartel is making off her. They don't have to move her around. They don't have to deliver a gun. They don't have to deliver a, gu- a drug. And these things here, a billion-dollar industry in Philippines, you know, they simply put together a group of 1,000 pedophiles. They watch a child be violated. They charge each one of them 100 or $200 on a Bitcoin account. The pedophiles can talk to each other. And in 10 minutes, it is over, and nobody knows about it except the child that was violated. And, of course, the pedophiles, but they're not telling But that cartel has just generated two to three to four million bucks, and they never delivered a thing. Not a gun, not a drug, you know, nothing. The same kind of thing is taking place with our kids and video gaming. And I'm worried very much about that. You know, we had, I talked about that last week, about there, two weeks ago, the freemium model. Our kids are now going into video games that are free, and the video game maker is charging extra money to be able to solve the problem. And we already had a case. I read it to you last week. We had a case where what happened is that a kid is in there. He can't solve the problem. The team, the guild, has got all the heat in the world on him because his score is only like 40 or 50. They needed to be 80 or 90. You can't be part of our team. If your score is going to be so low, you got to get that score up. You're holding your whole team back. And what will that kid do? He will use his Bitcoin account to buy a solution. And what if he doesn't have money in the Bitcoin account? Well, it's already happened. This guy says to him, hey, I'll loan you 50 bucks in your Bitcoin account. Just send me a naked photo. One more time, what has happened is we have had sextortion and... Nobody delivered anything except the poor victim allowed a naked photo to go out, which is now going out on a large-scale child pornography ring, and they are paying in Bitcoin to buy it. So you don't think this is a big deal. You think I'm making this up. You think this is small. Let me give you just how big this is. Right this last week in Germany, they had a pedophile ring. With 87,000 pedophiles in it. It was run by a 39 year old male and it was all sold on the dark net with Bitcoin. Okay, 87,000 pedophiles each week. Let's say they're paying for one photograph, they're paying 30 bucks. Now that's cheap. I know it's 50, 100, 200 for some really good ones. But I'm going to just try to, you know, my math is weak, so we'll work with it. That is 87,000 pedophiles with one photo a week. And we know they're a lot bigger than that because many of these rings have 30 million images in them. But let's say one at 30 bucks, that's $2.6 million per week in one sex trafficking ring. Okay, where they've sold it and it's all done in Bitcoin. The FBI operated the playpen case, which had two hundred and fifteen thousand registers unit in there. If each pedophile sold only one photo a week at fifty bucks a piece, that is ten million dollars. Ten million. That's just for the sale of a photograph in a bitcoin. Okay. I've talked to you about Three different groups that had thirty million images. Thirty million images. Now I want you to understand that's back when they made videos, but we're into live streaming now. They don't pay the, the live streaming. They don't usually freeze frame it. If you have thirty million images and they sold each one of them for ten bucks a piece, which is ridiculous. It's more like a hundred, but let's say ten million, ten dollars a piece. This one sex trafficking ring represented $300 million. Folks, this is what I need you to understand. We have cartels that are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and we're investing less and less and less in law enforcement. I'm very grateful for this administration. I'm not going to take a political side one way or the other. I'm not going to tell you if I like him or I don't like him. I don't care. But we have to go after MS-13. We have to go after child pornography rings. We have to go after human trafficking. And we have to designate money to technology and to law enforcement. This is starting to be absolutely huge. What you're selling is air. Nothing is delivered. Once cartels can understand that they can generate tens of millions truly Billions of dollars without ever leaving home, without ever delivering a gun, without ever delivering a drug. Once they understand, and I believe they already do, we're just catching up. I need you to come along with me on this ride. I appreciate every one of you that donate to me and kids. You can do that by going to www.meandkids.org. I appreciate every one of you that that supports us in any way you can. Write to me at opal at meandkids and and let us know. If you want to sponsor this show, you can do that. If you're a corporation that wants a stake in this game, if you're a technology organization that wants a stake in this game, get a hold of me at opal at meandkids.org. I appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate you for sharing this show, telling others about it. I hope you'll write to me at opalatmeandkids.org. And I hope that you will share this show with everyone you know. I know this has been a tough show. It's got a lot of technology in it. But I appreciate you walking through it with me, staying with it. I'd ask you to share it with others and educate yourself yourself. Come along with me on this journey, and let's take this on around the world. We appreciate Voice America Variety Channel helping us convey this to 170 countries. Tell everyone you know, and we will see you next week.